Okay, episode 10 of Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Power of the Mastermind. The driving force, the ninth step towards riches. Power is essential for success in accumulation of money. Plans are inert and useless without sufficient power to translate them into action. This chapter will describe the method by which an individual may attain and apply power. Power may be defined as organized and intelligent directed knowledge. Power as the term is here used, refer to organized effort sufficient to enable an individual to transmute desire into monetary monetary equivalent organized effort is produced through the coordination of effort of two or more people who work towards a definite end in a spirit of harmony power is required for accumulation of money power is necessary for the retention of money after it has been accumulated let us ascertain how power can be acquired if power is organized knowledge Let us examine the sources of knowledge, infinite intelligence. This source of knowledge may be contacted through the procedure described in another chapter with the aid of creative imagination. Accumulated experiences. The accumulated experiences of a man or that person of or that portion of it has been organized and recorded may be found in a well-equipped public library. An important part of this accumulated experience is stored in public schools and colleges where it has been classified and organized. Experiments and research in the field of science and in the practical every other walk of life men are gathered classifying and organizing new facts daily. This is the source to which one must turn when knowledge is not available through accumulated experience. Here too the creative images imagination must often be used. Knowledge may be acquired from any of the foregoing sources it may be converted into power by organizing it into definite plans and by expressing those plans in terms of action examinations of three major sources of knowledge will readily disclose the difficulty an individual work have if he depended upon his effort alone in assembling power and expressing it through definite plans in terms of action if his plans are comprehensive and if they contemplate large proportion he must generally induce others to cooperate with him before he can inject into them the necessary elements of power gaining power through the mastermind the mastermind may be defined as the coordination of knowledge and effort in a spirit of harmony between two or more people for the attainment of a definite purpose no individual may have greater power without availing himself of the mastermind in a preceding chapter instructor were given for the desire for plans for the purpose of translating desire into its monetary equivalent if you carry out this instruction with persistence and intelligence and use discrimination in the selection of your mastermind group your objective will have been halfway reached even before you begin to recognize it recognize it so you may better understanding the intangible potentialness potential liters of power available to you through a properly chosen mastermind group will here explain the two characteristic of the mastermind principle one of which is economic in nature and the other psychic the economic feature is obvious economic advantage may be created by any person who surrounds himself with advice counsel and personal operation of group of men who are willing to lend him whole hearted aid a group of men who are willing to lend him wholehearted aid in the spirit of perfect harmony this form of cooperative alliance had been the basis of nearly every great fortune 
Your understanding of this great truth may definitely determine your financial status. The psychic phase of the mastermind principle is much more abstract, much more difficult to comprehend because it has the reference to the spiritual force with which the human race as a whole is not well acquainted. You may catch a significant suggestion from this statement. No two minds ever come together without thereby creating a third individual, invisible intangible force which may be linked to a third mind, kind. Keep in mind the fact that there are only two known elements in the whole universe, energy and matter. It is well known fact that matter may be broken down into units of molecules, atoms and electrons. There are units of matters which may be isolated, separated and analyzed. Likewise, there are units of energy. The human mind is a form of energy, a part of it being spiritual in nature. When the minds of two people are coordinated in a spirit of harmony, the spiritual units of energy of each mind form an affinity, which constitute the psychic phase of the mastermind. The mastermind principle or rather the economic feature of it, it was first called to my attention by Andrew Carnegie. Over 25 years ago, discovery of this principle was responsible for the choice of my life's work. Mr. Carnegie's mastermind group consisted, consisted of a staff of approximately 50 men with whom he surrounded himself. For the definite purpose of manufacturing and marketing skill, he attributed his entire fortune to the power he accumulated through his mastermind. Analyze the record of any man who, have, who has accumulated a great fortune and many of those who have accumulated modest fortune and you will find that they have either consciously or unconsciously employed the mastermind principle. Great power can be accumulated through no power principle. Energy is nature's universal set of building blocks out of which she constructs every material things in the universe including man and every form of animal and vegetable life. Through a process which only nature complete and completely understand, she translates energy into matter. Nature's building blocks are available to man. In the energy involved in thinking, man's brain may be compared to an electric battery. It absorbs energy from the ether, which permeates every atom of matter and fills the entire universe. It is a well-known fact that a group of electric batteries will provide more energy than a single battery. It is also a well-known fact that an individual battery will provide energy in proportion to the number and capacity of the cell it contains. The brain function is similar fashion. This accounts for the fact that some brains are more efficient than others and leads to this significant statement. A group of brains coordinated or connected in a spirit of harmony will provide more total energy than a single brain, just as a group of electric batteries will provide more energy than a single battery. Through this metaphor, it, is, it becomes immediately obvious that the mastermind principle holds the secret of power wielded by men who surround themselves with other men's of brain. Those fall, there follows now another statement which will lead still nearer to an understanding of the psychic phase of the mastermind's principle. When a group of individual brains are coordinated and function in harmony, the increased energy created through that alliance becomes available to that every individual brain in the group. It is a well-known fact that Energy Ford began his business career under the or oh, it is a well known it is a well known fact that Henry Ford began his business career under the handicap of poverty, illiteracy and ignorance. It is an equally well known fact that within the inconceivably short period of ten years, Mr. Ford mastered these three handicaps 
and then within 25 years he made himself one of the richest men in America. Connect with this fact, the additional knowledge that Mr. Ford's most rapid strides became noticeable. From that time he became a personal friend to of Thomas A. Edison and you will begin to understand what the influence of one's mind upon one accomplished. Go a step further and consider the fact that Mr. Ford's most outstanding achievement began from the time that he formed the acquaintance of Harvey Firestone, John Burroughs, and Luther Burbank, each a man of great brain capacity, and you will have further evidence that power may be produced through friendly alliance of mind. There is little, if any doubt, that Henry Ford is one of the best informed men in the business and industrial world. The question of his wealth needs no discussion. Analyze Mr. B. Mr. Ford's intimate personal friends, some of whom have already been mentioned, and you will be prepared to understand and the following statement. Men take on the nature and the habits and the power of thoughts of those with whom they associate in a spirit of sympathy and harmony. Henry Ford whipped poverty, illiteracy and ignorance by allying himself with great minds, with whose vibration of thoughts he absorbed into his own mind. Through his association with Edison, Burbank, Burroughs, and Firestone, Mr. Ford added to his own brain power, the sum and the substance of the intelligence, experience, knowledge, and spiritual force of these four men. Moreover, he appropriated and made use of the mastermind's principle through the method of procedure described in this book. This principle is available to you. Ah, we have already mentioned Mahatma Gandhi. Perhaps the majority of those who had been heard of Gandhi look upon him as a merely and eccentric little man who goes around without formal wearing apparel and make troubles for the British government. In reality, Gandhi is not eccentric, but he is the most powerful now living, estimated by the number of followers and their faith in their leader. Moreover, he is probably the most powerful man who has ever lived. His power is passive, but it's real. Let us study the method by which he attained his stupendous power. It may be explained in a few words. He may be he came by power through inducing over 200 million people to coordinate with mind and body in a spirit of harmony for a definite purpose. In brief, Gandhi was accomplished a miracle for it is a miracle when 200 million people can be induced, not forced to cooperate in a spirit of harmony for limitless time. If you doubt that there is a principle, try to induce any two people to cooperate in a spirit of harmony for any length of time. Every man who manages a business knows what a difficulty matters. Difficult matters it is to get employees to work together in a spirit even remotely resembling harmony. The list of the chief source from which power may be attained is, as you have seen, headed by infinite intelligence. When two or more people coordinate in a spirit of harmony and work together at definite objectives, they plan themselves in a position through that alliance to absorb power directly from a uni great universal storehouse of infinite intelligence. This is the greatest of all sources of power. It is the source to which the genius turn. It is the source to which great leaders turn, whether he may be conscious of the factor or not. The other two major from which the knowledge necessary for the accumulation of power may be obtained are no more reliable than the five senses of man. The senses are not always reliable. Infinite intelligence does not err. In subsequent chapters, the method by which infinite intelligence may be most readily contacted will be adequately described. This is not course on religion. 
No fundamental principle described in this book should be interpreted as a being intended to interfere either directly or indirectly with any man's religious habit. This book has been confined exclusively to instructing the reader how to transmute the definite purpose of desire for money into its monetary equivalent. Read, think and meditate as you read. Soon the entire subject will unfold and you will see its perspective. You are now seeing the detail of individual chapters. Money is a sigh and as elusive as the old time maiden. It must be wood and worn by methods not unlike those used by determined lover. In pursuit of a goal of in pursuit of the girl of his choice and coincidentally as it is the power used in the wooing of money is not greatly different from that used in wooing a maiden. That power, when successfully used in the pursuit of money, must be mixed with faith. It must be mixed with desire. It must be mixed with persistence. It must be applied through a plan and that plan must set into action. When money comes into quantities known as the big money, it flows to the one who accumulates it as easily as water flows downhill. There exists a great unseen stream of power which may be compared to a river, except the one side flows in one direction, carrying all who get into the side of stream upward and onward to wealth, and other sides flow in the opposition direction, carrying all are all who are unfortunate enough to get into it and not able to extricate themselves from it downward to misery and poverty. Every man who has accumulated a great fortune has recognized the existence of this stream of life. It consists of one's thinking process, the position emotions of thought from the side of the stream which carries one to fortune. The negative emotions form the side which carries one down to poverty. This carries a thought of stupendous importance to the person who is following this book with the object of accumulating a fortune. If you are in a side of stream of power which leads to poverty, this may serve as an oar by which you may propel yourself over it into the other sides of the stream. It can serve you only through application use and use. Merely reading and passing judgment on it either one way or another will in no way benefit you. Some people undergo the experience of alternating between the positions and negative sides of the stream. Being at times on the positive sides and at times on the negative sides, the Wall Street crash on 29 swept millions of people from the positive to the negative sides of the stream. These millions are struggling, some of them is desperations and fear, to get back to the positive sides of the stream. This book was written specially for those millions, poverty in which often changes, changes place. The crash thought this whole this truth, although the world will not longer remember the lesson. Poverty may and generally thus voluntarily take the place of riches. When riches take the place of poverty, the change is usually brought through about through well conceived and carefully executed plans. Poverty needs no plan, it needs no one to aid, because it is bold and ruthless. Riches are shy and timid. They have to be attracted. Anybody can wish for riches and most people do, but only a few know that a definite plans, plus a burning desire for wealth, are the only dependable meanings of accumulating wealth. Wow.